Hey, it's Jake. You're about to hear a free preview of something from Fogelness Plus, the podcast platform and online streaming service run entirely by me, Jake Fogelnest. To get instant access to hundreds of episodes, visit www.jake.army and sign up at the tier of your choice on Patreon. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone. It is, uh, geez, really, Sunday, February 19th, 2023. When I am recording and releasing this, uh, as you can see, I haven't had a chance to get out to a barber shop and get a haircut, but it's it's now growing in, so it almost looks in, in, intentional. If you're not watching this as a, a television program, you can uh, do that by joining the Patreon. Oh boy, we uh, we got some stuff to talk about this week. Got some stuff to check in with you about. Um, right at the top of the show, let's just uh, let's pull out a copy of Billy Joel's album Turnstiles. And if we if we look right there on the cover of Billy Joel's album Turnstiles, we will see Mr. Richard Belzer, who we just found out uh, passed away. Uh, earlier today and uh, oh gosh the bells was there anybody better than the bells detective John Munch uh, I, I will talk about Richard Belzer in this program uh, we will also be honoring Ferdinand J. Smith now, the, the name Ferdinand J. Smith may not mean much to you but I guarantee you, you you're familiar with his work and, uh, oh, I'm excited to, to share it with you. Uh, also, other stuff. This is the most important cultural and news, uh, news affairs program out there today. We, we cover the important things. And I can't think of anything that has been going on this week that is more important than honoring Richard Belzer properly and, and the music of Ferdinand J. Smith. I, I don't know what the other media outlets are covering but I know you come to me because I bring you I bring you the goods I bring you the goods you, this is a, a space each week where you can count on me sifting through the, the, the vast filing cabinet that is the universe and, and pulling a few things from it the work we do here, it's like the Library of Congress. It's like the AFI, the American Film Institute, only it's very specific. It is stuff that I know, that you know, that it's, it's just got to be, it's got to be dealt with and it's got to be dealt with immediately. And the great thing about it is whether you're listening on February 9th, 2023, or at some point in the future, or you're watching as a TV show or not, you're going to walk away from this better than you were before. I don't waste anyone's time on this program. So why don't we get started? Because we have a lot to do. It's your, it's your pal, Jake Fogelness, and we got another episode of this program. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Thanks, everybody, for being here. I am uh, thrilled to sit down once a week, check in and talk to you about the good stuff. Um, we're we're going to we're going to pay tribute to uh, Richard Belzer a little later on in the program, but uh, let's let's start the the show off. You know what? Let's start the show off 
with some old friends, old friends of of, of mine. Now, I, I came across these two on YouTube, gosh, over a decade ago when I was doing my old podcast, The Fogelness Files. And they were a big hit on The Fogelness Files. And, and I'm happy to say that they are still at it on YouTube. They are a, a, a couple named Bev and Bob. And, you know, they live somewhere. I don't think they live in New York or Los Angeles, but it's somewhere in, in, the, in the middle of the country. And they couldn't be a more lovely couple. And they upload karaoke songs to, to YouTube. And nobody does karaoke in a more unique and beautiful way than uh, Bev and Bob. They, they just are truly, you know, they've, they've been doing this now for uh, a decade. And I actually got uh, a little upset because somebody was taking Bev and Bob. They have a, a YouTube channel. They have their following. Somebody was taking Bev and Bob clips and uploading them to TikTok. And Bev and Bob weren't seeing any money from that. And uh, I, I, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. But I am telling you, you want to look up Bev and Bob style karaoke, I believe is the name of their channel. And uh, we're just going to see a little snippet. Bev and Bob, the, the, the variety of songs that they do is, it is everything from a Motown classic to System of a Down. As, as long as they feel the passion behind the song, they will sing it. And I came across this um, actually about two weeks ago. Didn't have time to get to it. And this does not feature Bob. It, this, this heavily features Bev. And uh, Bev is covering a, a more recent song. And she's putting all of her heart into it. And I, I just want to share you a, a little snippet of it. And then I encourage you to go uh, seek it out on YouTube for yourself to watch it in its entirety. But, you know, we, we have a lot to, to get to on the program this week, but let's start with our old friends, Bev and Bob. This is Bev covering one of today's modern hits. Let's go party, people! It's bad bitch o'clock, yeah, it's 6.30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirting. Is everybody back in the building? It's been a minute. Tell me how you're feeling. What's on about? You good feelings. How you feeling right now? I've been so down and under pressure. Oh, I'm way too fine to be this stressed. Yeah, oh, I'm not the girl I was and used to be. Bitch, I might be better. Turn up the music, turn down the lights. I got a feeling I'll be alright. Okay, alright, it's about damn time. And that's why you come here. That's why you check in each week because I know that you need a little Bev and Bob in your life. Bev there covering Lizzo's uh, About Damn Time which is a, which is a great song. 
I uh, I don't know. The Grammys came and went. I don't know what happened with the Grammys, but um, I believe she might have won a, a Grammy for, for that track. I, I bought the album. I bought the Lizzo album uh, special because as soon as I heard that song, I was just like, that's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit song. We listened to the whole Lizzo album. We were like, yeah, we like Lizzo. And Bev clearly likes Lizzo because I don't think they sing songs that they are not passionate about over at the Bev and Bob karaoke studio. Seek them out on YouTube. Support them. Uh, they've been at it for at least a decade now. And uh, I, I, I just so appreciate their work. I really do. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Ferdinand J. Smith. We'll get to Richard Belzer in, in a moment. Um, I had heard that I'm going to show an LP right now. This is why you want to subscribe and watch this as a TV show. www.jake.army. That'll take you to the Patreon. You get this as a TV show every week. There's also bonus and VIP stuff. You do not want to uh, miss out on, on, on this record that I'm about to share. I was looking for it. I put it into my Discogs, and, I, and it had been years since one of these records that I'm about to show you had sold. And um, it popped up. I did not hesitate. I was a little dubious about the condition that it was in, but it, it showed up, and it is perfect, and I'm going to reveal the album now. HBO, Music Made for Television by Ferdinand J. I'll show you the back of the album cover here. And you are probably wondering, Jake, what is this, what is this album? Is it what I think it is? Is this an album that features the music, the, the great anthem that used to run before movies on HBO in the 1980s? And uh, let me assure you, that's exactly what's on this album and more. In, in case there is one person on the planet who doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to show you the classic 1980s getting ready to start a movie on HBO home box office. I'm going to show you the, the anthem so you have a context. This is really for the one person out there that is listening or watching that isn't already familiar with this. The rest of you, you're already excited because you know you're about to hear the HBO theme, and, um, and and we're just getting started with this. So here, just just to set the table, if you will, and this is the long version, the HBO theme.
you would see that before you know you sat down to watch everything from war games to I think they ran it even up until like a league of their own which I I think is a movie that played on HBO uh it's a movie's what like 2 hours long so in a typical maybe 24 hours of programming on HBO yeah they'd somehow play the movie a league of their own like 18 hours a day uh for for a certain time period there uh, but, but yeah, this, this, this record, this record, it's credited to, uh, Ferdinand J is, is, full name is Ferdinand J Smith. And this record contains the big HBO theme. Now it's not the only thing on this record, as you can see from the track listing on the back, um, there's other tracks you got away Parentheses, yesteryear, uh, taking chances, born to be champions, uh, the B uh, side B, remember when, uh, wake up and dream, a track called Freeze, and then main theme instrumental. This record is, um, I, I, I'll tell you, outside of uh, my my daughter Tallulah, who was born uh, January 26th, she's not even a month old. This might be, this album that I'm holding, it might be the most prized thing in my life besides my new uh, infant daughter. I was so happy to find this, and I, I, and, and I will cherish it. I will take care of it. Uh, but, you know, there, there are other... I was, I was so curious, what is this record? And from what I can tell, this is a record that uh, Ferdinand J. Uh, Smith, who you're going to meet in, in just a moment. This is a record that Ferdinand J. Smith put together, obviously, as a, a calling card. I don't know how many of them were pressed. Uh, I'm going to throw out a thousand. And I bet he mailed it out to be like, hey, I'm the guy who did the HBO theme. Here's a record of my work consider me for other scoring opportunities it's not like you would go to tower records and see oh music from hbo and you would buy that although i i would have if the opportunity presented itself when i was a child but no it, it took until uh I, I believe this album came in on friday and it came in on friday and I had I'd heard about it only recently. And I thought, ah, oh, this is never going to pop up. It popped up. It it was uh, it was eight thousand dollars. No, it wasn't eight thousand dollars, but it was I, I, I it was an investment. An investment in I, one day my daughter will say, Jake, do you have a record that showcases the music by the guy who created the theme that played on movies before HBO in the 80s, and I will be able to say to, to, to my daughter, Tallulah, yeah, worry not, child. Worry not, offspring. You got to keep them separated. No, that's the band, The Offspring. I'll say, worry not, Tallulah. I do own that album, and I am passing it along to you. And she will say, thank you very much. Uh, sell that, because I would like to go to college. Anyway. Um, you're probably wondering, like, can I hear what else is on this record? Yes, you can. I want to play you the 
the, I, I guess it's just track one off this, HBO main theme, and it says here part one, which I think is what you're familiar with, and then there's part two, and I'll just say this, you're, we'll hear part one, which you've, if you're listening to this podcast, it's a little bit redundant, but it's kind of a different mix, and then part two will kick in, and that has vocals, and um, yeah, right at the top of the show. This is the HBO theme from the 80s that they used to show before movies. The full vocal version. Are, are, are you lucky you tuned in or what?
Unbelievable, right? Where are you going to get that? Except for here on this program. That is why you tune in each week. That is why you subscribe to the Patreon. Because I'm not afraid to give that to you. Other media outlets might suppress that. They might hold that back. They might be too afraid to share it. Not me. I lay it all out there. Ferdinand J. Um, of course, that uh, grand HBO opening, if, if you were a, a, a child of, of the 80s um, and you had cable, the first cable that I ever had was just HBO. Living in Philadelphia with my mother, we had this cable box and it was, it was one switch. TV, right? And then you flip it over and it would be HBO. That was it. We didn't get like actual cable until years later. So HBO was a big deal, all right? If you wanted to watch The Big Chill or Risky Business, you'd flip that switch over and, 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 and there'd be cursing and it was, it was amazing. But if you're a child of the 80s and you watch HBO, you were familiar with that grand opening. And they made this sort of like 10-minute behind the scenes of how they made the HBO opening. That is available to watch uh, on YouTube And um, if you're like me, you watch it every six or seven months. But in that uh, little introduction uh, making of, little HBO introduction making of, there is a a clip of of Ferdinand J. talking about, you know, the the music that he made for the the HBO intro. Let's take a look at that really quick. Shooting it one frame at a time, the computer will move them slowly across one another to build up the special effects that you see. The Stargate effect is combined with a star field, the HBO Chrome logo, and several other components, including a musical score with a 65-piece orchestra. Ferdinand J. Smith, composer and producer of the music. Well, what we were trying to achieve with this particular project on HBO was that they would have the biggest, most exciting sound on television. In other words, you can see some sitcoms and they'll have kind of kind of openings, and we wanted all of the music to reflect uh, how big and enormous a project this is. 24 hours a day of programming that interests people. It isn't just movies. Another special effect enables streaks of color to race around the O in the approaching logo. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. I, I found this is just the, the, the briefest little clip, the briefest little clip of uh, Ferdinand J. Smith in 2009. They kept they caught him at some sort of red carpet. And he's he's talking about, you know, making the HBO theme. And then and then we'll be done talking about this. I realize it's like there's like half the show we've been talking about the guy who made the 80s HBO uh, intro theme, but I was just so happy to to find this record. A little bit of, of Ferdinand J. Ferdinand J. Smith, I believe is his full name. Michael Fuchs, then chairman of the board, great guy. He, I had been writing a lot of music for them, and he said, I want the biggest movie opening ever made. That was his instruction. Well, can you imagine somebody tells you that? I mean, we're, you know, oh no, we don't want to do that. So it was a big, giant, orchestrated piece. And I also worked on the video with the art director, Tony Lover. And uh, I was actually supposed to be the guy who turned on the TV. 
And uh, you know the guy who turned on the TV at the beginning? But I was in the hospital, I had gotten crushed by a boat, and I was having my neck put back together. I would have been the guy who turned the switch. Thrilled to have this album in my record collection. I'm actually gonna put it away right now. It was right down here. Right down here, file it away, and perhaps we will enjoy listening to that in full. The full album is actually available if you if you know where to look. But I, I own an original. I own an original, and uh, I'm very excited about it. Huge highlight of my week. It's basically been, oh my gosh, my daughter is uh, doing another amazing uh, thing. She's gotten bigger uh, since yesterday. You know, all that stuff. I don't need to, not everybody has kids. Not everybody's interested in like every little piece of minutia about your, your child. I get it. But it's exciting over here. The the only thing that was uh, as exciting, I think, as the 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 baby that the, uh, that my uh, beautiful wife and I are raising. The only thing that comes close is finding that HBO record. We go now to this album, Billy Joel's uh, Turnstiles. I don't know why Richard Belzer is on the cover of Turnstiles, but he is. You can you can see him right there. But um, yeah. Earlier today, uh, found out that we we lost Richard Belzer, and this was this was my thought. Um, it must have been exhausting for Richard Belzer as a person to constantly be wherever he was the hippest person in the room. I mean, this guy was brilliant. I went to see Richard Belzer along with Richard Lewis at Town Hall. It's probably about 15, maybe, maybe closer to 20 years ago. They, they, they did a show together at Town Hall. And I remember taking my mother and it was, it was just terrific. Now, Belzer, you know him. You probably uh, know him from playing Detective John Munch, which he did on like Seriously, like 10 TV shows started on Homicide, Life on the Street, and then many years on on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And then, of course, uh, he showed up on an episode of The Wire as as Detective John Munch. So most people know the Bells as John Munch, but he was also like a brilliant uh, stand up comedian. He's in the movie Fame. He plays a stand up in the movie Fame. Um, He he was great. Anyway, go to see this show at Town Hall. Hold on. Forget that. Hold on. You guys hear the baby? You guys hear the baby? She was in the other room. And she's getting changed now. Anyway, go see Belzer and uh, Richard Lewis at, at Town Hall. Went with my mom. Great night out. And, you know, I think everyone's, like, grieving uh, the, the loss of Richard Belzer, who, thankfully... Uh, Richard Belzer, he died at home in France, at his house in France, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, a friend of his said that Richard Belzer's last words were, fuck you, motherfucker, which is so great. And I was telling Deb earlier, uh, I... I have I have this great memory of running into Rich. I would run into Richard Belzer uh, occasionally in New York City. He was always very nice to me. I was a I was a kid 
even up until my 30s, I was a kid. Forever, if I'm in a room with Richard Belzer, I'm the kid, right? So I have this great memory of running into him up at the halls at Sirius XM Radio. And, um, of course, he had he had a little dog. And, and here's where it becomes sort of a non-story. There was a Sirius XM was an interesting uh, place to work because there's all these different radio studios with different radio channels, and it's sort of like your show of shows. You would you would see uh, this. Tr- hand to God, this happened one day. I was I walked into Sirius XM Radio, and there were plastic tarps laid out, and in, in sort of the main studio. Uh, you walk in, there's a desk, and then there's a big studio that's made of glass, and there was, it was tarps all over the place. And I said, what's going on with the tarps, right? And somebody says to me, oh, Gallagher's here. He's going to be smashing watermelons, if you want to check that out. And I said, Gallagher's here, and he's smashing watermelons on the radio. And I said, yes. And then I just sort of went about my business and and I, I, I didn't I, I think I peeked in and watched Gallagher smash a watermelon but it was for the radio and nobody seemed to understand in, including Gallagher that perhaps maybe smashing a watermelon on the radio not the most effective I look anyway that's a sidetrack but Sirius XM was that kind of place where you would walk in and, and you know be like oh Joan Collins is here and also Death Cab for Cutie it was very strange so here's where it becomes sort of a non-story about Richard Belzer I see Richard Belzer he's in the hallway he's got the dog and and at the other end of the hallway is another celebrity it's a big celebrity I can't remember what the celebrity was I, I just can't remember but it was like a big celebrity. And Richard Belzer had obviously run into this celebrity. They knew each other. And Richard Belzer said something so off color, screamed it down the hall at this other celebrity. And I was standing right in between Richard Belzer and the dog and the celebrity that I can't remember. I can't remember what Richard Belzer said. I can't remember who the celebrity was, but it was uh, great. And he just gave me this look afterwards like... You get it. You know that I can get away with that because I'm Richard Belzer and I'm actually like the nicest, sweetest guy in the world. Look at me with my dog. And uh, it was great. But that's not a story. It's a non-story. The thing about Gallagher smashing the watermelons at the radio, that's true. That's a story. But it's a non-story because I can't remember the specifics. And I apologize for that. But I think I've, I've made it up to you by doing a deep dive into the guy who did the song for HBO before they showed the movies in the 80s. All right. Sometimes it's going to be a mixed bag. But Richard Belzer, he was the greatest. Solomon Town Hall with Richard Lewis. And I don't know Richard Lewis very well. We follow each other on Twitter. And this is before you follow like 11,000 people. But, you know, Richard Lewis, he sent me a message today. And it's just a, a quick little note. But I, I just was... Uh, I was thinking about these people that know Belzer for 50 years, you know, for 50 years. This guy's been making people laugh and been a good friend to people. This is a guy, Richard Belzer is a guy that Gilbert Gottfried would call up to make him laugh. And now Gilbert's gone and the Bells is gone. And I just, I was lucky to even breathe the same air in the same room for one second as Richard Belzer 
and uh, he was absolutely terrific. And, and, and like I said, he died in his house in France. And let us never forget where Richard Belzer got the house in France from. Now, Richard Belzer's been on television forever. His last appearance on Law & Order, I think, was 2016. And it's a beautiful scene. I encourage you to look it up if you're a fan of Law & Order, uh, which uh, we are in this household. But in fact, finally, Deb uh, the other day said, hey, do you want to start rewatching Criminal Intent? I was like, I thought you would never ask. Watch all the Law & Order shows. Kind of give enough an organized crime. Anyway, um, if you if you only know him as Detective John Munch, that's that's fine. But but he was the Bells. There are these people that that are referred to as comics. Comics. Richard Belzer is like probably the number one comics comic. I I, I am sure if if uh, Mark Marin, who I want to talk about in in just a second, a little later on in the program, uh, if we have time. Uh, I, I believe Richard Belzer sat down with Marin. If he hasn't, that's a terrible loss. I, I can't wait to hear that episode re-uploaded because he, he was the greatest. But let's never forget how Richard Belzer got that money for the house in France. It wasn't from Homicide Life on the Street. It wasn't from Law and Order. It wasn't from uh, being in the Screen Actors Guild since like 1970-whatever. It's because of Hulk Hogan. Now, there's a brief period of time where Richard Belzer, he hosted a talk show. It was called Hot Properties. And he had on Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. And this was at the height of WWF wrestling. And Richard Belzer was saying, hey, is, isn't the wrestling a little fake? And he was being a wise ass to, to Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Now, Mr. T is a bystander in this. This, this really falls uh, centrally on Hulk Hogan. I'm going to show you what happened. Uh, th this is a, a classic clip. And believe me, there are so many great uh, things from Richard Belzer. This, this should not be his eulogy. But this is just, if I don't show this, who's going to show it? Hulk Hogan puts Richard Belzer in a sleeper hold. And here, watch this. And I want you to know this is 100% real. It's not fake. It's not made up for TV. Uh, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, we had a very ugly incident here last week on the show. Um, Hulk Hogan and Ms. T were here. And um, uh, Hulk Hogan did a demonstration and he... He hurt me real bad. I split my head open and I was knocked unconscious and so on. So um, just to show that I'm not a part of their promotional tool and this was real, I want you to take a look at this clip. And keep in mind, this was real. Take a look at it. And remember, I had no idea what was about to happen. And I'll be right back. Now, the first thing you need to know about amateur wrestling yes. or professional wrestling or submission holds, you just tell me, brother, when you want him to quit squealing, okay? All right. It's called a front chin lock. How about it, T? Keep him like that for a little while. <laughs> he's all right. He's just sleeping. He's sleeping. Really, that's, I, was, I was a sleeper hole. He'll be all right. He's waking up now. That was a serious right, A lot of people. 
See, it works. All right, brother. And now, we'll be right back after this word from you know who. We'll be right back. Okay, I had no idea when I said when I got up and said we'll be right back. I had no idea where I was. I was in shock. And just I know I'm bringing doing this a little bit, maybe going too far. But can we get a close up of these stitches? Because I saw Bill Cosby today, and he thought it was a hoax. And if he thought, can we read that? Is that? Can you see that? Can you see those stitches? I'm sorry to do that to you. I, I, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to uh, to show you. Okay, so that's real. What you're seeing is a real thing that happened. You saw Richard Belzer show the stitches. Um, Richard Belzer sued Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan assaulted him. Who cares if they were on TV? Richard Belzer got choked out by Hulk Hogan. He fell to the floor. He split his head open. And then Hulk Hogan had to settle with him. And... It is because of Hulk Hogan that Richard Belzer was able to buy this house in France, which he loved very much. And uh, he referred to it as Shea Hogan. So, look, I understand there's people out there, you guys might be Hulkamaniacs, and I get that. And I certainly am not here to disparage the Hogan family. And, And by the Hogan family, I'm talking about after Valerie Harper left uh, the show Valerie and uh, over a contract dispute and they decided to keep it going and uh, they called it Valerie's family and then they eventually settled on calling it the Hogan family and then it was just the Hogans. I'm not disparaging any of those people, uh, Jason Bateman. Hulk Hogan's family, uh, look, classic case of of, of people that had a reality show at that time where they were given reality shows to everybody like you know the Osbournes I think uh, with the exception of Amy Osborne they they look back and go was that good for us Hulk Hogan's family they definitely it was called Hogan's Knows Best it was on VH1 and, and it was just like nothing good came out of it for anybody like are we sitting around listening to uh, Brooke Hogan music lately? And I'm not, uh, listen, I'm sure Brooke Hogan is a, a, a lovely person. And, and Hulk Hogan, listen, I don't know what happened with him and Bubba the Love Sponge, uh, weird cuckolding thing. It's, it, 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 it's not, I, it, it's, it's waters I don't dare to swim in. But this, this Hulk Hogan, he deserved to buy Richard Belzer a house in France. It's just, uh, and and again, I apologize if you're a Hulkamaniac. I really do. And the gawker of it, I recuse myself from all of that. I recuse myself. But I will say this. It's pretty, pretty, pretty badass. Like, yeah, Hulk may have choked him out on television, but Richard Belzer is just like, fuck this wrestling nonsense and fuck you. And we're going to court and you are going to buy me a house in France. And uh, his, his last words, Richard Belzer's last words, speak for yourself. You hear the baby sneeze? The baby sneeze twice. Bless you. Anyway, um, I got to wrap it up. That's that's the show for this week. But here's a split ends.
I got you. Before I leave, a couple of things. One, I want to uh, encourage you, if you haven't listened to uh, Mark Maron, our friend Mark Maron sat down with Mark Summers. Um, uh, and you're like, the guy from Double Dare? Yeah, the Double Dare guy. Um, and it is, a, it is a tremendous interview, and I, 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 I highly recommend it. Fascinating. Um, and, and Mark will tell you in his interview before you listen to it that you should uh, pause and go look up when Mark Summers was a guest on The Tonight Show 
with Jay Leno and uh, Burt Reynolds. Talk about uh, uh, fights that happened on talk shows. There's Richard Belzer and Hulk Hogan. That's up here. And right below it is Mark Summers and Burt Reynolds. This, I'd completely forgotten this happened. You, that's homework for you. You go look that up. I'm not going to, uh, we don't have time to, to do it this week. But wow, go go look at Burt Reynolds and Mark Summers. And they just, they, they don't hit it off. And it, and it turns ugly very, very fast. And um, it's just a fast, it was a fascinating interview. So check that out because I know some of you might be like, uh, oh, it's guest dependent with WTF. Eh, this is one you want to check out. You might be like, what does a double dare guy have to say? He has a lot to say. And uh, Mark has him figured out uh, right away. And, and it's a, it was a highly entertaining conversation. Anyway, I'm going to get back to uh, my duties as a, uh, a husband and father. I put the HBO record away. It's safe. It is safe. But we'll take one, one more look. For those of you who get this as a TV show. One more look at Richard Belzer on the cover of Billy Joel's Turnstiles. And uh, I will see you next week. Did I cover everything that I wanted to cover? Let's see. Yeah, Belzer, the HBO thing, Bevan. But yeah, that's it. That's the show. We'll be back next week. With more, I'll say it, edutainment. This is educational uh, and important work that we are doing here every week. And I thank you so much. If you want to support the show, uh, get it as a TV show. Get the bonus stuff. www.jake.army. And one final thing. Because I can't believe this. I can't believe this. this. is so cool. March 28th, there is a Blu-ray coming out of the motion picture Party Girl, 1995, Parker Posey, great movie, um, and a beautiful new 4K scan. I did a commentary track for this Blu-ray. It is currently the number one best-selling comedy Blu-ray on Amazon. And it's like in the top 15 of all Blu-rays that are being sold. People are very excited about this Party Girl disc. It is out March 28th. You can pre-order it on uh, Amazon now, so you get it the day. I did it with uh, this great company, Fun City Editions, and it's awesome. Also, if you want to check out some other audio commentaries that I have done for other films, uh, everything from uh, Ladies and Gentlemen, Fabulous Stains, to uh, Times Square. Those are the two movies that I like. Uh, no, there's like tons of them. Uh, I try to do them once a month. We're going to get back into that. You want to join uh, as a bonus or VIP subscriber to the Patreon. But uh, the Party Girl disc, that's out March 28th. Get a uh, pre-order. I believe, does that come out the same week as the new Lana Del Rey album? Exciting stuff lays ahead. My birthday's in March. It's going to be it's going to be terribly exciting. So thank you for joining me this week. And I'll be back next week with more important edutainment here on this program. See you. See you later, everybody.
Hey, thanks for listening. Fogelness Plus is my podcast platform and streaming video on-demand service. Totally listener-supported and ad-free. You can get my weekly podcast, I Did This First with Jake Fogelness, starting at just $5 a month. There's been a new episode every week since August of 2020, and the show keeps going. After signing up at www.jake.army, you can watch it as a TV show or listen wherever you listen to podcasts. There's also bonus and VIP tiers, which offer even more episodes. For all the info you need, go to www.jake.army and find out how you can support Fogelmess Plus on Patreon. Episodes on this feed will come and go, so you don't want to miss anything. Sign up today www.jake.army